Hello, and welcome back to Love at First Contact. Um, we might sound a little different. I finally got our studio space figured out, and we're now in our new sound booth. So our sound quality should be slightly better than it was before. I say slightly because I haven't finished the sound booth yet, but I wanted to record this episode here to test it. Um, hi, baby. It's cold. It is very cold. It's about five degrees here in Missouri. No, um, it's negative eight. Negative, it, it says three on my phone. So I think I think wherever you're getting your information, it's probably wrong. Your information's wrong. Mine comes straight from Apple, and we all know Apple is never wrong. Mine's comes straight from Apple too. Um, hang on, I, I forgot my phone. I have to go grab it. All right, I got my phone. Um, <laughs> totally didn't do a jump cut there and get up and actually walk out of the sound booth over my desk, but I did. Um, all right, so uh, welcome back. Uh, we've got our first technical Q episode today. I was like, I don't know, don't look at I, me. I'm like, I don't know if I would qualify this or Farpoint as the first Q episode because Farpoint is so focused on the drama at Farpoint Station that Q is just kind of a part of the story. He isn't the story. So I feel like this is the first episode where Q is fully part of the story. It's also very slow. I, don't, I wouldn't say well, that. Well, I don't know, you were saying that like, he, he's not really with the story. Well, Yesterday. I, I mean, uh, I, he's part of the story, but like he's the like focus. But he doesn't have as much snippets as he uh, as he did with um, with uh, Picard. Well, that's because he's fighting Riker, and there's not as much philosophical. I mean, there's a lot of philosophical moments between Picard and, and Q in this episode, but not like to the extent of Farpoint Station or future Q episodes. Like, okay. So, but we got a lot of Q. Do you, are you liking Q? There's a no. lot. Of, there's a lot of Q left to I go. I don't like him. Um, and he gets both nicer and meaner at you the see, same time. How, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? How does he get nicer and meaner? Because well, uh, nicer is actually well, not a word. I uh, know. Eventually, he has like a mental breakdown and goes full evil. Um, but wait, but how can his other? Um, okay, I'm about to say a spoiler. But, like, at the end of it, like, he kind of got, like, um, not evaporated, but, like, sucked in. So, the Q is not the only Q. There right. are other people who are also named well, yeah, Q okay, who have got, like, powers. Yes, but, so what I mean is... <coughs> excuse me. What I mean is that, like, how is he able to just go psychotic when there's other Qs that can kind of hold him accountable and suck him back in? Yes, so so this is the first time we see that. It's not going to be the last time we see Q get punished by the Q continuum. No, but, okay, so if he's going psychotic, mm -hmm. why, are, why aren't the other Qs punishing him because of that? Who says they don't? Well, I don't know. You made it sound like they didn't. There are future episodes where he gets punished for his crimes. Is but... he the only one that's being like this, or are all the other Qs doing the same? All the other Qs are pretty pretty wacky. But I will say that each Q that we will see is different, and not all of them are as evil as Q is. So if they're all wacky, how do they have any room to judge that Q? Well, they don't all, you know, torture innocent people, <laughs> I guess. Because that's what Q does whenever he shows up. He kind of is well, like... didn't really torture them this time. That's true. It's like there's a, there's a, a Lower Decks joke where Q pops up for like five seconds voiced by John Delancey, I will note, who play, has played Q in every single appearance of Q. Um, but 
he like it's like uh, let's play a game and and judge humanity and that's that's Q's whole shtick when he shows up he's there to judge an aspect of humanity and this time he was there to judge I I feel greed with Riker mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll talk about in your questions and we haven't even gotten to your questions yet yeah. um, well I have one more question before we get into the questions yeah why the letter Q does that have significance to the Star Trek community no I, I don't I don't think there has ever been a reason given for why Q's name is Q. Actually. Like, out of all the letters, why that one? I don't know. Um, I'm on Memory Alpha right now, getting, getting notes for this episode, because I forgot to do this in advance last night. Um, so I can I can check real quick, uh, because I'm already here. But no, I, I feel like, I don't know. It's I stumped you, didn't I? This is a very stumpy question. I, I do not know. Um, why his name was Q. If any of you guys do know, put it in the comments, because I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, I'm here, I'm on, if, if it's, like, if it exists, the reason why his name is Q, it'll be here. Um, it's a, all it says really is, the idea of Q was conceived by Gene Roddenberry as a way to help fill out the events of Encounter at Farpoint, from a one-hour one to a two-hour runtime, because... Roddenberry was forced into a two-hour pilot, and he didn't want a two-hour pilot, so he shoehorned in Q. Oh, the name Q was chosen by Roddenberry in honor of English Star Trek fan named Janet Horton. She was the first president of the UK Star Trek fan club, and Roddenberry and many others others spent time at her home in the Scottish Highlands. Oh, so Q's her last name. We'll start with her last name. Yeah, Horton. Oh, okay, curious, curious. This comes from the Star Trek Encyclopedia, 4th edition, volume 2, page 191. I don't think we needed all that. No, thank you, Memory Alpha, for being super detailed, though. Okay. But there we go, we got the, we got the question answered. I didn't expect us to actually get an answer to that question. I didn't expect either. But you know what, let's go ahead, um, we've gotten our talk about our, our man Q. Okay. Let's go ahead and talk about... My questions? Yeah. Okay, so first one, why does he want to... Wait, what does he want... Why does he want to know Q? Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I had to rethink what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Okay, why does he want to know? And I wrote Q. Like, why does Q want to know? Um, About Riker? Yeah. He's interested. That's the problem with Q. If you get Q interested in you, Q doesn't go away. He's like a bad virus or a tick. <laughs> just kind of latches on, and when you think you got rid of it, it just comes back. It just forms back? Just forms right back. Crawls okay. back on you. That's that's Q. Okay. Um, what is that? Uh, sorry, is Q's outfit that he wore when he transformed into the Starfleet? Is that an actual? Yes. So that supposedly at the time is the admiral uniform, but when we see an admiral down the line, they will not be wearing this. What? What's with the the, the I don't gold? No, like, it's like something out of TOS almost. Like, it literally looks like a costume they would have put some high-ranking official in Starfleet in, in TOS. Which I get it. I mean, first season, budget's low, you've got to spend all the money on the nice sets and the nice scripts and stuff like that, and you can't really, like, flush out the costumes you don't need. And I'll say the Admiral's uniform we will eventually see is much better than than what Q has on, which is like, my god, man. Like, the shirt and the pants, yeah, I can see it, but it looked like he just wanted to have his cute pizzazz and put, like, some gold wrapping around it. And for all we know, that could be true. Because mm-hmm. when we see an admiral's uniform of this era, it won't look like this. So it, it very much could be. But they all just... they all knew it was an admiral one because they said admiral. That's true. That's where it, it makes me think that it is the official uniform. But like I said, it'll change. It'll be better. I'm a big fan of the DS9 admiral uniform. Okay. Um, it has a nice belt. 
Okay. Has a little little UFP sigil on it. I wear it in Star Trek Online all the time. I like that belt. Okay. I know you don't care. No. <laughs> our fans care. Um. Wait. What's hiding? Except my admiral? mom. What? Nothing. Nothing. A vice admiral. What? Rear admiral. What? Fleet admiral. Oh. Okay. You're making three. Commodore. No. These are all real ranks. These are all real yeah. things. Like within the military. I'm, I, yeah. I mean, real militaries use them. I. I think. Uh, I think the highest rank in Starfleet you can have is commander in chief, CNC. Okay. But that's like an admiral. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, my next one. What is Q doing? Is he bored? <laughs> yeah. No. I think. I think whenever Q shows up, like if Q gets bored, he's like, I'm gonna go bother the Enterprise. I'm just gonna pick a day and go bother someone on the Enterprise. Oh my lord. So yeah, he's he's not bored. I think he legitimately is here to test an aspect of humanity but through Riker. He was being super rude, and they were trying to go save people, and he's just like, I don't care. Well, that's because he. He knows he's going to slow down time. He's not going to delay them in the slightest. So, honestly, they should have just put up with Q. But it's still rude. I know. I feel like if they had not given Q so much attention but acted, like, benignly when he showed up, he would have stopped coming around. I think he would have still been kind of suspicious if they did that. I'll tell you this. A Starfleet captain in the future that we will meet will punch Q in the face. Really? Yes. And like, Q, actually? Yes. And Q will never come back to that show. Ever. Wow. Yeah. Q literally says, Picard never hit me. Oh. And then he just, I don't remember if he poofed, but like he does something. That, that's a good episode. That's a Deep Space Nine episode. We'll get there. Oh, so that's the only time he appears. Only time in Deep Space Nine Q appears. Um, Q will pop up a lot in Voyager. I think there are four Q episodes in Voyager. I think there's only like 14 episodes of Q in it in total across Star Trek. Not counting Picard season two, where he's like the main antagonist. So all you just need to do is just slap a Q and you're good. Yeah, you punch a Q out and you're good. Okay. Even that probably won't stop him, though. He'll probably keep coming back. I mean, who's to even say that was actually him that you slapped? Exactly. It could have been another Q. Exactly. You could have made someone look like him, and then you could have slapped that person, and then you slap someone who's your friend and not Q, and then Q gets a laugh out of it. Right, right. That's the problem with Q. You know, he's always there. I got a headache now. Uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Oi. Okay. Um... Where did everyone go when they when he first zapped? Nothingness, <laughs> as Cube so elegantly puts it. He, they just go into nothingness. He, that's it. He snaps them out of time. Is that like in a royal planet? <coughs> nothingness? No, that's just nothingness. This is nothingness. Nothing. But there's twin moons. That was something Q created. That's a that's a dimension Q created just for that moment, and then after that, gone. All those pig Tellarite monsters gone. Uh, do we ever see those monsters again? No, I mean we see aliens that are based on pigs with the Tellarites, and I, I always assumed they were Tellarites, but I feel like the crew wouldn't have been so rude if they were Tellarites, because Tellarites are a founding member of the Federation. Oh. They're, um, so their whole culture, the Tellarites, they're one of my favorite Star Trek cultures. You know how we have, in our culture, it's it's common to be nice to each other in conversation? Yeah. Not the Tellarites. Is, what do you mean we're not nice to people? No, but like the Tellarites will start arguments with someone they just met as a way of showing friendship. Oh. Like they'll they'll walk up and be like, "You smell horrible. Why do you look like that?" Thank you. I know, and then you've got to just be mean back. Why do you smell horrible? See, you'd make a great Tellarite diplomat. Yeah. I'm a guy. I have to smell bad. That's the rules. I already I'm already mean, as uh, you, you say. You are mean. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, where did it go? Uh oh, he's always picking on Tasha. Yeah, oh my god, be nice to Tasha. We've only got six what? episodes she already, left she's of her. She's gonna die, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh my 
God, we're getting close. I'm getting really sad. I already know that because you told me. I was watching this episode and Tasha wasn't in some scenes she should have been. And I'm like, wow, they're already writing her out. When is the doctor going to be gone? At end of the season. So they, they already oh, mention okay. it this season. Like, next season will open, a new doctor will show up, um, and that's about it. Okay. They'll say, they'll make a comment that she went off to work at Starfleet Medical. And just left her son. Just, well, the, the whole first episode, one of the points is they're trying to drop Wesley off, but Wesley doesn't want to go. Which, honestly, I get that. You're assigned to the Federation flagship, you're getting Academy credit. Why would you, why would you check out of that? You know? To be with your mother? I, 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 I guess, know. but... Because you're doesn't a seem small like child? Type. He's not that small. He's like 15. He's a small child? That's true. <coughs> Are you saying if our future children went to the Starfleet Academy at 15, you'd be okay with that? 100%. would be okay. Well, you know, I don't even know why I asked you that. Of course not, you would that, be well, okay One that's with not that. the, um, what is it, academic acceptance age. No, but Wesley's on a ship at 15. Yeah, but I mean, there are younger kids than him on the Enterprise. No, but I mean, like, he, he's trying to, like, play a role in getting Starfleet cred. That's true. That's true. Yes. So you'll be okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. Of course you would. I would. Be. I would be okay. With I would kid. not. No, but that would mean that we were both in Starfleet, and at some point we're stationed on the Enterprise, which means you know. I will not goals. be in space. I know you won't. I won't either. I hate space. I hate the idea of going into space. You said we were gonna live in Mars, basically. I said humanity will live on Mars. I didn't say we would live on so Mars. So we're just gonna die here? No, but if you get a certain portion of the population off of Earth and you relocate them to another celestial body and then you, you kind of keep an eye on the population here on Earth, I mean, things will revert back to a level that is sustainable for I'll this planet. I'll go to Mars. I would too. If they could cryogenically freeze me on Earth and then wake me on Mars. Oh, like, so you don't want to have that rough journey? Look, I would be okay in space. It's it's going to space and coming back from space that bothers me. Because I don't like roller coasters, and I know that that's got to be the wildest You've done missions, going up. Mission Earth, Mission Space. That's a, a ride at Disneyland. And Do you think that's accurate? It's Disney World. Get it right. Whatever. <laughs> I used to work there, and I get it wrong still. Oh, oh my God. gosh. It's not even but, at Disney World. It's at Epcot. What? Oh, my God. It's a different park. Let's try not to have too much commentary, Mom. Yeah, Mom. <laughs> my mother called us today, and at this point, um, what episode just came out? It's um, I don't know, about where no one has gone before. Yeah. Where no one has gone before has come out, and she she complained. She was like, "You guys did not talk about." And we Star talked Trek about it in that episode too. I was she like, still I was like, Mom, we talked about nothing but Star Trek, and she was like, "No," and I was like, "Is this because of the A Team?" And she was like, "A little bit," and I'm like, "That's about Barkley. That's a, that's relevant to Star Trek." I hope you guys enjoyed the little A-Team joke I put in there, by the way. Oh, I had fun editing that. Mm-mm. Okay, next one. What's the game? What's the game that they're playing? I don't get it. The greatest game. What's what's that? To hunt your enemy. But they... What? Yeah, the greatest game is to hunt your enemy. But... That's from the book The Greatest Game. Oh, that's an actual book? Yes. It's a piece <laughs> of historical literature. Oh. I know. Okay. You're not right there, Jasper? Yeah, Jasper's with us in the sounds, too. His heart is going like a thousand miles per he hour. He's a dog. I know, but I got my foot on his chest. I can feel it. It's weird. Oh, <laughs> he's a weird pup. Anyway, um, back to Star Trek. Um, <laughs> we want to talk about that. Uh, what's your... Yeah, so that's, it's the, the game they're playing is literally war. Um, they're playing I war. I like war. I know. Also, like... Or Battleship. I don't know why I thought Wesley was there the whole time. Like, I thought whenever Q first yeah, stopped him, I, I thought was, Wesley I was, was there. You said that, and I was looking over, and I was like, Wesley's not there. I didn't I, want to say anything. Well, I'm but... so used to, because at, at, at season two onwards, and most of the last half of season one, the bridge will always have Wesley on it. And he, so, didn't, he didn't get zapped until the second part. I know. I, I, I kind of corrected myself. So where did, they, like, where did they put him in the first part? 
He was in school, apparently. Oh! So apparently he wasn't even on the bridge, so that makes me... I, I guess that's why they snapped up Data, because Data would have been in his seat, and then LaForge would have been in the operations chair. They also just wanted to get everyone off of the brig. Maybe it's season two where he becomes, like, the designated pilot for the ship. I don't know. Because when Wesley... Because Wesley will eventually go to the Academy and exit the main cast. When he does that, it's, like, incident of the week. Like, some new person, every cameo they have will be on the bridge in that seat. Okay. So. I don't know. Interesting stuff. Okay. Then I said, what species are the enemy? Which you kind of already said. Yeah, they look like Tellarites to me, but they're not. They're just something Q came up with. Q created an entire species for one joke and then just deleted wow. them. I mean, that was a that was a missed opportunity, though. They could have added that species. They could have. Yeah. They could have adopted, you know, helped that species flourish. But no, no, it's just some... Or Q could have left that planet know, and let them flourish on that planet. Space France. Let them give them, like, French yeah, history yeah. books and let them build their own French culture in space. With their, with their, um... That's very Star Trek. It's laser, like, um... Muskets? Yeah. Yeah, jeez. I used to, I fired a musket before. I ever told you that? I know. You it's the only gun I've ever fired. And, like, I burnt my hand. I know, you told me this all the time. Because muskets get so hot. I don't tell you all the time. I think I've told you once. Every time you think about muskets, you always tell me that's the story. That's true, that's true. But yeah, I, I burnt my hand on a musket because I kept. Well, I was in a reenactment, and so I would fire, reload, fire, reload. And I got so good at reloading that I would do it so quick that by the third time I, I reloaded, I like felt the barrel, and I was like, shit, my hand. And I pulled my hand back, and I had a third-degree burn. You shouldn't have done that puppy that's my foot that's not yes hello leave my dog alone he's like trying to dig through my foot leave him alone i know he wants to be in the episode why would oh why would he give rikers the same powers as him to test humanity a hundred percent well now it's, i know that i mean but... he was also interested in riker but like it, the deep down this whole episode is about testing humanity's greed so every so the next other q episodes that we watch does he just pick a random person on the bridge or is it always between those two I, I, no. This is, I think, the last time he will really deal directly with Riker. Who does he pick on? Next? Next. I think it's just Picard. Like, I really feel like it's just... So it's just between Picard and him? Yes. So Riker's was kind of just a random go? Yeah, well, apparently Riker interested him back at Farpoint. That's what Q says in the episode. And then him popping up is just to, like pick on Riker like bully him almost he just wanted to bully his number one he waited and get on him exactly he waited until whatchamacallit until Troy was off the ship who's Troy again the therapist waited until she was off the ship so she couldn't detect him oh oh yeah I didn't realize she was in this episode okay all right so I'm looking ahead at the future Q episodes this is the last Q episode for season one we won't see him again until season two Okay. And we only have one episode with him in season two, which is Q Who, which I can't talk about because that is a big starter for a big story element of Star Trek. Is that the one? The one I'm trying to keep very hidden from you? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the episode also Trexpert's Quiz might come I was about to say, is that the one? Because apparently Anthony finds it funny. <laughs> I don't know. I guess so. I, I don't know what happens in it. It's also a good Whoopi Goldberg episode. Oh, Whoopi's Whoopi, This is like one of the first what, big what, Whoopi episodes. Oh, that's the first? That's when we Whoopi see will her. show up season season two. Okay. And she'll be a, like a secondary character, but she'll be in a lot of them. Okay. I was like, where's Whoopi? You keep um, talking about her. She's in it. Then we have Deja Q. That sounds stupid. Oh, that's a really good Q episode, actually. Um, then we've got Cupid. That sounds even stupider. It's Q and then P-I-D. And then we've got True Q. Who thought of these names? Tapestry. 
All Good Things, which is the season, the series final of TNG. And then in DS9, we've got Q-Less. Okay, that was actually pretty good. And then in Voyager, we've got Death Wish, The Q in the Gray, and Q2. I don't like it. Lower Decks, there's Veritas, which is the one episode where he's, like, after Mariner. And then Picard, he's in a shit ton. So... Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's all the Q episodes. And yes, yes, dear listeners, we will be listening to every single Q episode or watching every single Q. Why? Episode. Why? Because he's a major character and a major antagonist, and it all honestly, his episodes are pretty pretty bueno. Oh, okay, that's that's controversial, but whatever. I, I, controversial. Q is like I would love to get John Delancey on this podcast. You would love to get everybody on this podcast. That's not true. I've only reached out to one Star Trek celebrity who has yet to. I mean, it's holiday weekend. It's well, yeah, it's you reached weekend. out, but I'm talking about. Every time we record something, hey, come, come. I would. I there are people who I would love to have on. Like I'm thinking ahead. The Enterprise boys have their own podcast, so honestly, getting them on this show is probably easy, but very hard because they are big actors. You would love a lot of people, though. They're dead. Yeah, I would. I would honestly love to sit down with James Doohan or or you know Nichelle Nichols, but both have sadly passed away. Uh, thankfully, the entire TNG cast is still alive, and including the woman who played Dr. Pulaski, who was an extra in, in TOS. That's an episode we didn't watch, but we should have, because I didn't, forgot about that until this moment. Meh. And then, you know, there there are other people I would love, who I know we'll never get, like Scott Bakula. I would love to get Scott Bakula on this podcast. He's way too big of a name. Avery Brooks, who plays um, Commander Sisko in Deep Space Nine, or Captain Sisko. I would love to get him on this show, but I know that getting him to do anything Star Trek related these days is is paramount to going to space by yourself in a in a, in a wagon. So Jeez. it's hard to, to get the bigger Star Trek actors. I know we'll never get any of the captains. Yeah, because they're already living off their millions. Millions. They're still doing conventions. I, I doubt they have millions. Oh well. Um, Patrick Stewart probably has millions because that man took Star Trek and broke it. But the other actors have had a hard time getting out of Star Trek. <laughs> Except for Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula did, like, NCIS and stuff like that after Star Trek. We're talking about, like, future Star Trek. Um, But, yeah, so I'll be honest. Like, there are people who I would love to get on here. I I have reached out to one at this point, and I I will be reaching out probably to more as we go along. Um, But I'm I'm not. I mean, I would rather have fans on this show, like our friends over at Trexperts Quiz or Computer Resume Podcast, other podcasts, my mom, my dad... Our family, friends. you know, our friends. I would rather have them on this show because I feel like we'll get better content um, uh, by, whatchamacallit, by having fans and not so much Star Trek actors because the Star Trek actors have told their story a hundred thousand times and you can watch them on YouTube and it's boring because you've heard the same stories over and over again. But having your friends and family on, it's it's completely different because those stories aren't told as frequently. And so you get some cool stuff. It's like my dad. I'm looking forward to having my dad on because my dad is the one who introduced me to Star Trek. And and like hearing his Star Trek journey, which he's not a huge fan, you know, he's not on my level, but I would say he would he if he sees Star Trek on and there's nothing else to watch, he'll watch it. Um so, you know, there's stuff like that. But Q is just like I would love like to round this back out to Q. I would love to have John Delancey on this podcast. John Delancey is like a staple in modern science fiction. Like, if you don't have John Delancey in an episode of your show, it's not a, a good show. Doctor Who has had him. Let's move on. Battle I can just Star. see your mom in the I background. Know. I don't care. She doesn't control this podcast. We don't got a producer. I'm the only producer. Oh, my goodness. Until the network scoops us up, which they're not going to do, because I'll never, I'll never sign a network contract. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Networks, if you're interested in taking us, please contact us. I, I, I'll totally sign a contract. Jesus. Oh. Like, I would 
beat you up. You're not going to get millions. Yeah, no, they're not going to pay millions. I'll for be show. quiet. They're not going to pay anything for this show. You gotta, you gotta believe. You gotta turn out those I vibes. Know. CBS, CBS calls us. They're like, hey, we want you to host the after show. I'm like, no. And Will Wheaton's good at that. I like watching Will Wheaton. Oh my goodness. So. Jasper's sad because Sam took his ball away. I did take his ball because he was squeaking it. It's up on, on the shelf. What's his favorite ball? I don't care. He can have it back in a minute. You were oh, rude to Santa the other day, too. You're in trouble. No, he wasn't. That's true. Continue. Please. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we already talked about this, but I wrote, why did he pick on Riker? Why did he pick on Riker? Yeah. Riker's easy to pick on. No, he's not. He's, he's cute. He's the, the teenage heartthrob of the show. No. He's not really a teenager. He's like in his 20s. He's like the, the midlife crisis heartthrob. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you know, the cute dad. Yeah, yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Picard is the cute grandpa. Accurate. Very, yeah, very yeah. accurate. <laughs> this is why they work so well together. True. Yeah. And Prakad was. Just I just saw what you rated this hitting episode. Hitting on Tasha. Really disappointed. <laughs> he was. That freaked me out. I was like, I forgot about that because like I didn't take it as him hitting it's, on well, her. Well, mostly she was hitting on him. I know. I was like, this is like him being a good like dad moment. This is him being like, uh, you can he cry was trying on to get bridge. in there. And then Tasha's like, sir, if you weren't a captain. And I'm like, Tasha, no. Even Q was like, hmm, oh hitting God, on your no. um. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna. It's gonna suck when Tasha leaves the show. It makes me sad. Like she's like legitimately one of my favorite characters, and she gets like half a season, and that's it. I always thought she died in season two, but no, we're like we're like two episodes. They're gonna kill her. They're gonna kill her. They're gonna stab her. It's gonna be horrible. Ooh, stab. No, that's not what happens. Dang it. Anyway, continue. All right. Okay. Then I said Riker's turning into Q. Yeah, Riker. Riker kind of gets a god. God complex. Complex and starts doing shit. Yeah, he called, he called Picard uh, John Luke. Which is something I will, will say I didn't really blink at because he eventually gets to the point with him where he does call him John Luke. Oh. Um, nonstop. I saw, I mean, when he brought it up, he's like, you know how we're on first name basis? And I was like, oh, he's right. I Wait until we get to the episode where there's no action and it's just Riker, his wife, and their children on a planet with Picard and another family member. Just give him the ball. <laughs> so sad. And <laughs> another family ball. member. And uh, and what's your call it? And they just make pizza, pizza, and just hang out, and they just eat pizza. That's oh the whole episode. God. Nepenthe. That's my favorite episode of Picard. Oh my god, I love Nepenthe. I can't wait. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Okay, I wrote something, but I want to talk about something else first before okay, that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to bring it up. What do you, what do you want to bring up? Remember what I was saying yesterday when we were watching it? No. Okay, I've got to take the ball. He's getting annoying. <laughs> You're being a bad boy. <laughs> what were you saying? We'll be right back after a message from our sponsors at Finford <laughs> Tools. Hi, it's me. I, I know, you didn't expect me to be back so quickly after saying I was going to go grab my phone. And if you can't tell, this isn't a Benford Tool ad. I just thought this would be a good place in the podcast to take a pause and say, hi guys, um, it's Sam. Um, you know, there's a comedian in America named Jay Leno, and he used to do a thing called the State of the Network, um, which was where he would every year kind of do a recap of what was going on uh, on his TV show's network. So I thought, you know what, let's borrow from the greats, as we, we do here on Love at First Contact, and, and not only make a Home Improvement reference, but make a Jay Leno reference, who was in Home Improvement. See, I'm, I'm keeping the facts alive for you guys. But you're probably wondering why I'm here. Well, there's some changes coming. Um, as you know, we like to record pretty far ahead, 
and um, I'm, I'm editing the episodes now about two weeks after we record them, which is really nice. I'll tell you, as someone who has produced podcasts for about 10 years, it, it like, well, produced and, and acted in, um, or, or guested in. I don't know how to, how to say it. Anyway, um, it, it's nice to be this far ahead. Um, we're not as far ahead as we would like to be. Uh, schedules being what they've been, me and Safai have had a very hard time recording recently. But I will say, at, at the time of this recording, we're about three episodes ahead, which is very good for us. Normally, we're only two or, th- or two or one episodes ahead. But three episodes ahead, that's pretty great. But you're probably wondering, Sam, why the, why the mysterious break? Well, uh, besides giving you an update on our podcast, I've got some news about some other podcasts that you might want to hear if you've enjoyed Love at First Contact. I know you're all here for Safai. I'm here for Safai too. Let's be honest. So um, you might not be interested in coming along with me on on a on a journey, but if you are, we have a new podcast coming out. It's called Voice of Pandora, or Mokri Te Ewa Ing. I think I pronounced that right. I I it's about Avatar. You know, the last two episodes and, and probably this episode too. I haven't haven't fully listened to the one that this is going in. Um, I've mentioned Avatar a lot. Avatar is a very special movie to me. I would say it's it's more important to my fandom and to my life than Star Trek, Star Wars, any other Battlestar Galactica, any other universe that I, I love. Um, and, and I've always wanted a forum to talk about it, because to be honest, and if she was here, I'd have her chime in at this moment, um, Safai hates when I talk about Avatar at this point. Um, Way of Water has really reawoken the side of me that loves Avatar and Pandora, Um, And so through my new podcast, The Voice of Pandora, I hope to take you on a journey 4.37 light years away to the moon of Pandora. Um, We're going to talk about the wildlife, the plants, the people, uh, the history, the planet itself, Ewa, all all kinds of fun Avatar stuff. It's going to be different from Love at First Contact. Love at First Contact is really a couple's podcast where we watch Star Trek and I I share my love and and sometimes Safai catches Star Trek fever with uh, Voice of Pandora. Um, We're not going to do that. (laughs) It's going to be more of an educational-based show. Now, you're probably like, educational? How can Pandora be educational? There are a lot of lessons you can learn from Pandora that apply to the real world. So come along as as we we listen to the voice of Pandora together. Uh, That podcast will be coming out uh, late January, uh, so stay tuned for more. And on on another subject, um, as our network grows, um, and I'm I'm hesitant to call it a network. It's more a studio at this point. Um, and I mean, there's only two of us. You can't really have a network without more people, I don't feel. Um, and for all we know, we might get people who want to do shows who want us to produce them. And if, if you are listening and you are like, I would like to do a podcast, reach out. Our email is uh, love at first contact or love at first email, I believe, actually. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, it is love at first contact at gmail.com. Reach out. Um, I'd love to work with people on podcasts. It's always been my dream to bring this format to more people. Um, you know, Kevin Smith, the famous American director, uh, is who brought me to podcasting, listening to his shows and, and hearing him say how anyone can do a podcast and get their voice out there. It's what got me to do it. So if I can be that for someone, it, it'd be a dream come true. But that's that's down the road. So what's what's next for us? Well, we're rebranding. Um, not love at first contact. That's going to stay the same. But our Instagram and other socials like Patreon are, are going to rebrand to uh, Castle Podcast Productions. Um, that doesn't mean that we will stop posting about our f- beloved flagship enterprise podcast, Love at First Contact. No, that's still going to be the dominant force in our, our little studio. But uh, what's coming up is very exciting for me. We're expanding to YouTube. Um, we have moved forward with the set for Love at First Contact a little bit. That will be coming probably 
late February. Uh, Voice of Pandora will be coming very soon with uh, live-action stuff. Um, not great live-action stuff, but I feel like a video element to a podcast really helps it. And so with, with us approaching the ability and me having uh, more production space now, uh, you know, I've, I've expanded. I, you know, I talk about our production a lot, and I know this is rambling on, guys, for, for an ad break. It's five minutes long, which is way too long. But, uh, you know, uh, we've, we've got more production space. I now have a dedicated production office in my house, which is uh, originally our guest room. Um, I've moved the guest room upstairs to what was before my office. And then uh, directly behind me, through a wall, is our old production studio, which is about, uh, I'd say about 10 feet long and about eight feet wide so i mean at, at the widest point it has some small spaces and it's an unfinished basement but the thing about being having an unfinished room is that you can turn that into whatever you want without risk of getting it on carpet or messing up the drywall you know so that's that space is quickly becoming um everything from part of the hindenburg to uh just you know a, a room on space dock and, and pretty soon, a, a field camp on Pandora. So a lot of great projects going on here in the studio. And I don't like, I don't like talking about projects in advance. I, I'm only bringing this up now because we're so far into production on some of this stuff that I feel comfortable saying it. So no, while we still have a little bit of a journey before we start seeing that stuff, that it is being worked on and that we are slowly improving our space. In fact, you'll notice with this episode, our, our audio has gone up. That's because we now have a dedicated sound booth in my production office. So. Um, it's very cramped, but it's it's a good sound booth. So anyway, that's all I've got for you for this network update. Um, we'll be back probably February with, with a deeper update. Um, and expect an ad for Voice of Pandora, or Mokri Te Ewa Ing, uh, very soon. Again, I'm probably butchering that, and some Avatar fans going to come after me uh, because I'm not pronouncing words right. But Navi is a very hard language. We'll talk about that in the podcast. You know, that's going to be one of the subjects. Anyway... Uh, see you guys real soon, um, and now back to your your favorite Star Trek podcast. All right, we're back. Um, <laughs> okay, you can yeah, we can talk about it because it's it's accurate to how I feel about Q. And well, okay, no 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 no, 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 well, not even Q. What's the guy? What's the black guy's name? Jordy. Jordy. Yeah. Jordy was hitting on Will. Or not Will West. On older Wesley, yeah. Looking good, Wesley. I'm like, I don't think it was hitting on him. I think it was just literally being like, He was oh, hitting on him. He was a hunk. Was I a mean, hunk. I'm all for it. Who played adult Wesley? I feel like <laughs> I, I remember there was the trivia of who played adult Wesley. But also then Q was also, who was he hitting on again? He was hitting on Riker. He was hitting on everybody. He was hitting on Picard, Riker. I know, but he was mainly hitting Orphan on Riker. A bit. No, he wasn't. He always hits on Riker. No, he was just being an Micro-brain. ass to him. Microbrain. Oh, growl for me. That's a line from a future episode. He was being an ass. That's true. Also, can we also talk about how um his, uh his, oh, what species is he again? Klingon? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, he is a Klingon? Morph? Yeah. Yeah, he's a Klingon. Oh, okay, okay. How, like, he, how cute, not cute, Rikers, uh, who he still had his powers, he brought up the woman <coughs> and she was yeah. clothed. Oh, yeah. no, 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 that's not... That's that's the, not you're thinking that, about the Ferengi. Yes! Yeah, the okay, Ferengi okay. don't close their women. Okay. Uh, Klingon women are warriors, they're politicians, okay. they're badasses, they're great I mothers. got confused. I was like, she's wearing clothes! Yeah, no, that's Ferengi. <laughs> okay, okay. Completely different cultures. 
Oh, well, I'm sorry. Is that the end of your questions, though? No. Oh, then what's your last question? You put your book down, so I thought that was your No, last I just didn't want to hold. Stop hitting our new table. I'm sorry. This table's so unstable. I'm always worried it's going to start shaking. Well, right it looks fine. I know. Jasper's, like, upset at okay, me. Okay, so then I said they all turned down their wishes. Yeah. Was that the main point, what Q wanted overall? It's not. It's what Q wanted to see. Because uh -huh. he realized that humans aren't as greedy as they once were. I mean, you think about it. Riker gave them everything they wanted. Wesley got to grow up. The doctor got to see her son grow up. Is that what she wanted? Yeah. Because I think she's worried that he's going to die like his dad. Oh. Because he's doing the exact same thing his dad did on the Stargazer. Uh-huh. So, legitimately, it's a legitimate fear. And, and Wesley wishes he was grown so people would listen to him. He didn't ask what Picard wanted. Um. Or what Tasha wanted. That's a good point. What would Picard want? Picard would to want... To see his mother. Uh, you know what? Yeah. He would want to see his mother. Um, Tasha... Tasha's hard to crack because there's She not... wants to have her cat. Yeah, she'd want her cat back. Okay, that's a cute ha, one. Ha, I pay attention. Worf wants a Klingon friend to roll around in the hay with. And mm -hmm, he gets mm -hmm. that. Um, Good for him. LaForge wants his eyesight back. But Which makes sense. Honestly, he can see better with the visor, so I, I guess it's a hindrance. He was hitting on Tasha too. He, oh my God, you're more beautiful than I that you sounded. I was like, oh, Jordy, I would be uh, freaked out. Jordy does not. Jordy is like he goes on a bunch of dates. They do not go well. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, buddy. You want your ball, but you can't have it. That, that'd be your greatest wish to have all the balls in your world. I think we're taken away. Yeah, and I would have a headache. Uh, me too. Okay. Uh, any more questions? Um, I think I have one more. Uh, that was dramatic of Q, how he left. Yeah, getting pulled into the Q continuum by yeah. the Q. No. I mean, yeah. And the next time we see him, he will do something that gets him in super trouble. So. Ooh, super trouble. Super trouble. Okay, that's it. That's it. What would you rate this episode? Maybe? You already saw. I know, but you didn't tell the audience. No. What did you rate it? A four out of ten. I don't think that's fair. Why? I just don't think it's fair. Why? What would you rate it? I would rate it a seven. No. I like you. And then your favorite character, I saw that too. Yeah, you want to say? Riker. Yeah. Same as last week. Yeah. I mean, he's very likable. He's cute. So, he's cute. Um, I gave Jasper back the ball, so you're probably going to hear squeaks. Okay. I've, I've got some notes. I would say my favorite character was also Riker this episode, but it was very much a Riker episode. Yeah, it was It was all about him. Um, So this episode uh, represents Maurice Hurley's first contribution to The Next Generation. Uh, Gene Roddenberry gave the episode to him as a rewrite assignment. However, Roddenberry was thereafter so disappointed with his work on the episode that he ignored Hurley whenever he passed each other in the hallway at Paramount, which is about four or five times a day. Ultimately, the script was re rewritten by Roddenberry to such an extent that Hurley requested the pseudonym C.J. Holland to be used instead of his own name on the episode's credits. Uh -uh. Um, and this actually comes from the documentary we're going to watch at the end of season two. Ew. What? We're watching a documentary? Yeah. It's called. It's about the making of the first, uh, I think, two and a half seasons up until... I mean, I like documentaries, but what? Yeah, we're going to watch it. There's a couple documentaries we're going we're gonna to watch. At oh the end goodness. of TNG, we're going to watch The Captain, uh, the Captain segment with uh, our William Shatner and uh, the guy who played Picard. You know, I remember Patrick signing Stewart. up for this for shows. I don't remember signing on the movies You signed on to watch the important stuff of Star Trek and Chaos on the Bridge. And you never said exactly what that was. No, but it's a constantly developing podcast. And I don't like to overload you with technical stuff. Like, do you want to know the next 300 episodes we're no. watching? Because I've got those written down. No. Now. Exactly. Uh, Marina Sirtis does not appear in this episode. This is her first non-appearance. 
The revised final draft screenplay submitted only three days prior to filming featured Deanna Troy, which suggests that Marina Sirtis' sudden unavailability was the reason for her non-appearance. Her lines were eventually cut from the episode or transferred to other characters, mostly Tasha Yar. And Picard's log entry explaining her absence a trip home was written for the beginning of the teaser. That makes me wonder if the flirting between Tasha and it Picard supposed was supposed them. to be Picard and, and Troy. Yeah. But then they should have just took that out. Yeah, honestly, I feel like they should have cut it, but maybe they, like... Because I, I don't know if you know this, but TNG Season 1 got a lot of fan backlash because it wasn't Kirk and Spock. And Kirk so and Spock. I, I wonder if Picard was, like, they were trying to write Picard to be more like Kirk. With number one? No. Well, I mean, if they wanted Kirk and like Spock... Women. Oh. What I'm saying is they wanted those characters. Um, uh, I'm, I'm literally just... Normally I take notes and make them nice and biteable for me to get through, but I'm just going through memory alpha um, and looking at what I can talk about because so many of these reference other episodes we haven't watched yet. Um, the episode score composed by Dennis McCarthy was recorded on 16th of November, 1987. I'm sure that's interesting to you. Um... <laughs> Uh, oh, so there's some remastered stuff that we got to see, I guess. In the original episode, the Desolate Planet set with extend, was extended through use of video comp- compositing a different effect to recreate using the original components. CBS Digital created a new set extension using matte paintings for the episode release as part of the TNG Season 1 Blu-ray collection, which was a very good remaster, and honestly, they need to do it for the rest of Star Trek. Um... And then, I guess in one of the novels, Q&A establishes that Q was sent to the continu- by the Continuum to give Picard the power of the Q as a test of humanity's ability to save the universe eventually. But Q disregarded their directive and gave the Q power to Riker. Of course, this comes from a novel and is not canon. Um, the episode was received fairly. That's all my notes. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that, that wraps up our episode. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. We had fun making these episodes, I feel. I feel like it's a nice bonding time for us. So, in a closet. In a closet, which is nice. <laughs> the audio is going to be so nice for everybody now. So I'm very excited for you all to hear this. Um, I just have a headache. Why do you have a headache? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel it too, because it's, it's like we're talking and it's all like coming back in my ear every time we talk. Yeah. Like, so. well, every time we talk, it just sounds so much louder. When I put the soundproofing foam up, it'll be a lot better. But mm-hmm. it's really going to help our quality. Um, are we going to watch another episode after we're done recording no. this one? Why not? You said we could. No, I didn't. We're good. We can get so far ahead. I'm hungry. You don't want to watch Tasha die? No. Okay. Anyway, thank <laughs> you guys for listening. Um, I am Sam, and I'm I always am my number one. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with... Um, Your mother. Haven. That's right. Haven. Yeah. Uh, the first uh, Loxana Troy episode. My mom's coming on. But hey, if you guys want to hear that episode early... Head over to Patreon, where it's currently available a week in advance, hopefully. Crossing fingers. This one will for sure be out of a week in advance. Um, I'm having a little trouble keeping up with the Patreon schedule, just because our schedules have been hectic. Uh, well, but, I'm off for the next two weeks. Yeah, and I'm off probably the next two days, so we'll get a lot of episodes <laughs> turned out because um, of this blizzard. But, and I don't gotta go to work! I know. So thank you guys for listening. It does mean a lot. And if you do want to support us, head over to Patreon. If you don't want to get into like a contract like Patreon makes you, you can head over to our Anchor page, which I believe is linked to through our Instagram, which is at Love at First Pod. That's at Love at First Pod. 
Um, and you can give us a little like a little support through Anchor or just share the podcast. I mean, honestly, guys, we're, we as I say every episode, we don't do this for the money. The money is just a nice maybe secondary revenue source. But the main point is that you guys get to enjoy this and I get to share my love for something that truly means a lot to me to my wife. So I'm not your wife yet. No, but you're, you're close enough. I know, but I feel like every time you say that, people are going to be true. like, when did they no, get married? No, still my fiance. Okay. Yeah. With my fiance. <laughs> and you know, you get to meet cool people, like our friends, the other podcasts we hang out with. Or if you want to message us and work with us, so we can Yeah, message us through collab. Instagram. Or you can email us. We have an email that I never we use. Do. Yeah, it's um, at love at first, or love at first contact at gmail.com. Oh, I didn't know you had was, email. Is it love at first email? Don't look at me. I think I it's love know. at first email. I don't know. It's in the description of this episode if you guys want to send us a note or it's on our anchor page. But hey, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with Haven. Um, yep. And your mom. And my mom, hopefully. Yep. I hope. <coughs> you guys have all happy holidays, happy happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, happy. Well, we'll have another episode for Happy Light years. Rise. That's from my religion. Okay, Happy Light Rise. Happy Light Rise. Happy Happy just everything. Happy everything. Happy yeah. holidays, guys. Well, we'll have another one before the uh, end of 2022. We will. We'll have a so. New Year's special. Woohoo! End of the year. Let's hope and what? everything will be great in the 2023. No more pandemic. No more death. Don't, don't say that. That's not good to say. But. All right, guys, we'll be back. Uh, we'll see you next time with Haven. Bye. Okay, oh, bye. wait. I gotta say, <laughs> I was like, war, you didn't do your thing. War, war, live long and prosper. Boldly go. Engage. Um, okay, it's, bye. It's work time. Hit it. Bye.